guys? Episode What's going six. On? What's going on? What's, What's going on, guys? What's up? High What's five. Up? March high break. Five. High five. <laughs> I'm not high fiving you, man. No. 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 God. All right. Forced high five. Okay. <laughs> Episode six. Uh, we we want to talk about uh, how to win bid wars, but without necessarily paying the highest price. There's ways around it. You guys are seeing, you know, bid wars out there everywhere. Yeah, so, it's actually a really good topic because yeah, there's more and more bid wars right now. Oh, it's yeah. coming back. Big wars. They're back. Yeah, it's they're back. It's here, man. They're back. So we we just want to share our experience and how we deal with it as a buyer agent, right? There's lots of ways around it. Yeah. So it's it's comes down usually comes down to price, conditions, and also the closing date. Closing date, as well as deposit, right? Yeah. Deposit. So aside from the obvious, I mean, you could win by you know overpaying, but we we represent the buyers, so we don't want to do that. So there, there are some ways um, you could do on, in, in addition to that to give you an advantage. I'll give you one example. Having the deposit ready with the offer. So normally a, a deposit is you know, provided a day after an accepted offer, right? Yeah. Yeah. But having it on, with the offer, take a picture of the bank draft, that just creates so much more peace of mind for the sellers. Right. I've had some situations where they wanted to work with me because we had the deposit and the other offer did not have it. Actually, you know what? Recently, sure. I, yeah, I was in a very similar situation where there was three offers and I was the only one that had a bank draft. Yeah. Isn't it? Right. It almost, well, I guess for us, we're, we're, you know, we're well-trained and we're good agents. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, like it almost seems standard that it, you it come does. to a bid war with your bank draft. Right. So you. You know, like Steve was saying, you know, it's good to come prepared for, mm -hmm. you know, a multiple offer situation, you know, getting your client's expectations in terms of what is their, you know, highest dollar that they're ready to pay, right? Um, how much they should expect or what could potentially happen, right? Um, waiving of conditions if we need to, right? Just preparing them on that, on those different uh, components or those different uh, aspects of the actual bid war, but also like the bank draft. Let's talk about why the bank draft is important. Well, I've, I've heard in many different case, cases where, you know, the deal was put together, but then they never delivered the, the bank draft. Yes. And then therefore the deal would fall through. I wouldn't say it happens often, but it happened to me once as a listing agent. I sold it. And then the next day the buyer did not come with a bank draft. Changed and their mind. Yeah, it's like buyer's remorse. Right? Yeah. It's buyer's remorse, right? Yeah. And, and now all of this was a firm offer. Yeah. Firm offer. Yeah. Didn't no, come it's with a bank. little different. It's that one's not a firm offer, but you know, now that I always have this feeling like, oh, are they going to come with the bank draft? You know, because it happened to me once and now I'm always paranoid. You know, why I get that a lot uh, when clients actually ask me, what if I don't come up? Like, what if I change my mind? Even in a firm offer. Let's talk about that. Like what are the what, what are if the, they change their minds? What are the ramifications? Well, they the can't. I mean, can. a deal's a deal. Yeah, they're in a legal contract. Well, I mean, it, okay, if there's a deposit that was given, then you know their their risk is losing the deposit, right? And and maybe potentially getting sued for you know whatever you know liabilities that might no, come. I think come Steve's, but Steve's saying if uh, let's say it's it's a firm deal, they bring you. Um, Sorry, it's, it's a firm deal, but it's 24 hours they're going to de right. deposit the check, right? Yeah. And they don't end up doing that. So what are the ramifications of, <laughs> of the deal, right? No, the contract's still binding. They, they could still get sued. You can. For even sure. Even if you don't show up with a deposit. For sure. Right? So, it's just a lot of headache, that's all. So a couple of lawyers I've, I've spoken with, um, I mean, this is not legal advice or anything, 
just as a disclaimer. But however, they they mentioned there's practical and then there's in theory. So yeah, they are in the right to sue after they have a firm agreement. However, will you keep the house off the market while you're litigating? So most right. sellers tend right. to you know to to weigh their options and re repost it on the market. Yeah. Because so of that. They, it, to summarize, it's a big headache for the seller if they don't end up giving the deposit. But so that's this is what I'm saying. If you right. submit an offer with a bank draft with a deposit, yeah. then peace of mind for everybody. Are you guys seeing uh, how many offers are you seeing in your your uh, your presentations? Whether it's your listing or the, or you're on the buying side, how many do you see typically? You, you know, it depends on the product and the price point. So the f the the easiest hottest hottest sale right now are tend to be freehold townhouse, freehold semi-detached, and they're typically under one point four five, one point four, and those are the easiest, I guess, uh, most desired. After. Because they see the uh, two-bedroom condos, yeah, um, they're paying the maintenance fees, and those are ever rising. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so people, instead of qualifying for that, they're 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 trying to reach for something that's freehold, and uh, plan to live there longer. Right. So so what's what's the most offers you've seen this year, in, a, in an offer presentation? A couple listings have have been over thirty offers. Actually, I was in one. Thirty-nine offers. Thirty-nine offers in Richmond Hill. <coughs> Richmond Hill. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, actually, our other thing before was from Richmond Hill. So maybe that pocket yeah. is is pretty active. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was unexpected. Like, it was a semi, uh, nicely finished, very, very, you know, very good, very good home, which is why we put the offer in. But <laughs> you know, we we thought we went in with the best number or with a pretty good competitive number and. We weren't even close. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't get a callback wow. at all, right? I didn't get a callback because there's 39 offers. Yeah, no right? second so round. No second round. No huh? second round. They didn't give me a second chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Someone really wanted it. Yeah, this is actually this is in uh, mid January, again when when things were starting oh, wow. to pick up. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so I I mean I always tell everybody I tell my clients, know your limit and don't go over it. That's how you win a bid war. Know when to say no. No when to, no when to walk away. Right. Do you really want it that bad? And then at the other side, there's always going to be another place. There's always another house that's going to come on the market maybe a couple of days later or a week later, but there'll always be more. Yeah, don't get point. emotionally attached right. to a property. That's the point, right? Mm -hmm. they get, you, I've, seen, I've seen tears. I've seen, you know what I mean? I've seen all. It's an emotional roller coaster. And you know, when we do these bid wars, you usually get out like one o'clock, two in the morning. Oh. It's very late. And they're tired. Your clients are tired. Um, and then if they do, they're devastated, obviously, if they don't win, right? Um, but it's hard for them not to get invested into it. So this, we did uh, a bid war recently, and one of the deciding factors was going back to the deposit. They had it on hand. So within 15 minutes, we get a, a, a knock at the doorbell. This is already almost midnight, 11:30 midnight, and the, and the agent was there with the check, and that sealed the deal. They're wow. like, okay. Oh, wow. Well, deposits do work. Right here. Yeah. Deposits that's, right that's here. Bank key. draft that's in the name of the bro in my it, It's just like, one less thing for them to worry about. Exactly. And they had to they had to take it, right? It was a very close um it was close, but I mean that was that was incredible. They couldn't say no to that. You right? know, back to uh, Richard's point about overpaying. Um you, you can definitely win that way. However, in this market currently, if if they do overpay and the bank 
finance, even though you're pre-approved, they can still um, do an appraisal two weeks out from closing. Yeah, of and and yeah. shortchange you on the appraised value. So if you are shy of two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, that shortfall, um, it's on you. Yeah, you still have to make it up. You have to, yeah. 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 Well, that's why preparing your clients before going in is is very important because you don't want to go way over the top, right? Where you know what, like now it's not going to get appraised, right? And then you're now stuck in this bind where, shit, how am I going to come up with an extra? 50, 200 grand, whatever, whatever the difference is, right? It goes without saying that overpaying will win you a bid war. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty obvious. But there's other ways. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, personally, the way when I when I go through a bid war or a multi-offer situation, I want to be able to establish a really good rapport with the listing agent. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. and I find that actually gives me a little bit more of an advantage. It, and well, I mean, we've been doing this for a little while now and you know, when we did bid wars and it was actually like in person, right? You I know, actually liked in person. I, I preferred the in person yeah. versus the, yeah. you know, but the phone. And COVID yeah. put a stop to that. Yeah. We actually have to do, you know, everything over email and the phone yeah, now. It's just it's, a little it's, different, but. Yeah, it's less personal. Yeah. Right. And, but I mean, even back then it was like, you know, you get to charm the, the seller a little yeah. bit, right? You get to tell them how great do the property spiel, was. Do you spiel, yeah, do you spiel right? your presentation, like, yeah. Yeah, you do your whole, you do your whole thing, right? And. It, it, it gave you a bit of advantage because the seller would like, I really like this guy or For this, sure. this agent, you know, let's see what we can do to, you know, like help him, you know, get the deal yeah. done. That right? con- like, that connection, that human connection, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I mean, right yeah. now, I mean, you, for example, like, um, you know, with emails now, you can always get the buyers to write up a letter, right. To kind of like, you know, share their story a little bit and why it's important to them to buy this house. Right. Um, and the sellers might actually feel, okay, well, you know what, maybe we're okay with telling it to these people because, you know, rather than investor, like let's say it was like a, a small difference of 5,000 or 10,000, yeah, you know, yeah. on a multi-million dollar property. Like, hey, this this is going to go, you know, to better value here if we were to sell to this person. Oh, for sure. Sometimes sellers uh, play favorites, you know, they want to sell to a certain person. Yeah. And if you strike the right chords, they, you get an advantage for sure. Yeah, 100%. I think yeah. the, the backstory helps a lot. So, so, so sometimes if you're bidding on a property and your intention was to knock it down and rebuild something brand new, the seller might, yeah, might go against that and say, hey, right. oh, I want to sell to a family or right. sell someone to just retain the house and appreciate it for, for what it is. You know, we've shared, shared a lot of good memories. But um, yeah, if it, if, if it is like a, a new family, some people appreciate like new families with young children. Um, I think the story does does definitely. Writing yeah. a letter, I find helps a lot. Writing a letter. So... I, I've I've done it many times in the past. You know, I have the buyers write their own letter, explain who they are, and um, you know why they like the house. Obviously, don't lie, keep it real, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it, it it helps. I mean, there's some sellers obviously that don't care for that, but there's no downfall of doing it. There's no disadvantage. Exactly. Right. Hey, hey what about right? What about actually including a photo? Family photo would that help? Oh, I, I've, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've yeah it. We've, 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 we've done, done all letter. Yeah. You, it, you, letter. It depends how photogenic photo, they are. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, there's filters. There's filters. <laughs> Christmas photos. <laughs> AI generated photo. Yeah, fake, yeah. fake family. Yeah, this is my this is my dog. This is my kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I find I find photos work good if they have like a kid or a pet. Yeah, yeah. but if it's like I don't know. 
two dudes, maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. <laughs> I, it yeah. is uh, Adobe After Effects, yeah. right? <laughs> Adobe, yeah, yeah. Light, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've seen that too. So um, uh, recently too, this, the agent gave us a letter, really, really good, heartfelt letter. And and had it not been for you know other factors, they would have went with that family because they, they painted the picture perfect. Yeah. Like it, we knew their whole backstory, why they're here, uh, their connection when they did the showing, they were talking about aspects of the house where they can see their you know their son walking and playing and so so it, it got to them so it was really like it was 50 50 yeah, so it does the work. heartstrings yeah it does work right it does work and then i've had other clients like that's great but what's your price <laughs> it's true but yeah. again you, you're what's not losing price? too much i mean it takes no, a couple it, minutes it for the buyers yeah. to write yeah. the letter you know and, and also in the letter try to include something like uh one letter i did was um one of the rooms was like uh, a really good room for like the kids, like a ba mm. uh, like a boy, and it was really right. done up really well. And it said, "Oh, you know, the buyer had a boy too," and say they could right. totally envision, you know, their son living there. And uh, right, and that really struck a chord, right? So yeah, Go going back to that too. So another strategy you can use going back to the financing. So sometimes you can't, understandably, you can't. You, you have to have a condition of financing. Understand? Clean offer is always the best for our sellers, right? But if you are going to do a financing condition. At least give a copy of the pre-approval from the Schedule A bank showing that you are good for that amount. And I've seen that. I've done that. It works. Not all the time, but it actually shows credibility that, you know, give us the two days or three days. Here's the pre-approval letter. And we're very confident it's going to go through based on this pre-approval letter. If you have any questions, the name of the rep is right there. He can explain the situation. Um, so I've seen that work effectively actually, before, it. right? It's all about providing confidence to the right. sellers. Exactly. Exactly. You, you know, come to think of it, all of us uh, combined experience collectively. I think we're over eighty to hundred years, probably. Um, well, well, I'm not that old. Not that old. <laughs> no, but I'm just experience collectively. Collectively, it's his first year, man. It's his first year, babe. But my point, my 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 point is, it also comes down to strategy. So you know, approaching as a professional, you you would guide your uh, buyer client uh, to to how to uh, approach a bidding offer and you have the date you just typically have a date and they would sometimes be in the driver's seat and and they want to because it's very confusing nowadays when you see all the prices and all the prices that are advertised it could be 499 599 999 and they feel that that is the market price and they want to lowball that right uh, if you actually go with that, because some some buyers are insistent. Okay, just put it in anyways. I want to put it in for asking price, and then you show them. Okay, these other offers are much much more like more uh, uh, stronger. Then you improve it by a hundred, two hundred thousand. Then you know you educate them that way. They they might lose it on the first round. In 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 this instance, what's your typical strategy do you go in and make a strong offer that's that's what i usually do make a good strong offer and make a maybe a tiny incremental improvement rather than yeah we'll just go with something you know low and then we'll do a substantial increase and then sh you know try to beat out all the competition that way what's what's, what's your i don't take on really that? see any benefit of lowballing the yeah. first offer especially if that's yeah. if they know that's not their strongest offer exactly yeah. because yeah. you risk as you as you said the agent not calling you for round two right yeah and they won't think you're serious so i i, I don't know i don't see any advantage to doing well, that do well, you? but it really depends on how many offers are there right 
And then, so what I usually do is before we put an offer and I ask the agent, how are you going to set this up? Right. What, what are you planning to do? Clearly it's usually put your best foot forward first. And if people are similar, we'll go to another round. That's just general knowledge, right? We always do that. But depending on the offers, if we're going into an offer presentation with this 50 offers, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother being my, don't, don't do your low ball. It's just not going to work. No, you're, just you're don't f- even bother. Yeah. Yeah. You're just clearly, you're, you're not going to get a callback. No. Right. <laughs> go in at, at a price that you're, you're very comfortable with. Uh, and see if there's any, we'll see if we can, you know, make any improvements later on if we make it to the next round. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting point to raise because it, it's more for our listeners, um, kind of telling them, you know, the lay of the land. If you, if you, you know, try to shortchange uh, the seller and try to get a deal, there's really no arbitrage here. Like, it's it's not like they're really desperate to sell at a at a loss. Like especially with properties that are really nice state, mm-hmm. nicely staged, yeah, yeah. Uh, very desirable location, nice view, backing on yeah. ravine. Okay, actually, so let me ask you this: like when you go into a bid war or a multi-offer situation, what kind of prep do you generally prepare, or how do you prepare your clients? Well, financing is is definitely the top one. Okay, Just double check, triple yeah. check that they're okay with financing yep. and they're comfortable with the number. Having the deposit as well, as we said, bank draft on hand. Deposit, yeah, on for hand, sure. Yeah, right? I, I mean, mean twenty-four hours. Worst case, yeah. it, let's just say if yeah. you get a deposit and you don't get the house, you're down yeah. ten dollars. That's it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever the bank charges. Right? Totally worth yeah. the risk. Yeah, get the bank mm-hmm. draft right. Well, there's all. I mean, personally, I also try to get the understanding of the motivation of why the seller is trying to sell, right? Because then it, it leads to more psycholo- psychological like thinking in terms of okay, well, how can we you know, get, how, how can we find that good number or for like the buyer, right? And even have these sellers, you know, have a happy medium, like uh, have a happy win, right? Because um, sometimes you don't want to overpay too much or your, your seller is like, or your buyer is like, oh, let's get a, let's, let's get a good deal, right? And you're like, you know, as, as a good, as a good agent, you have to do your research and your homework a little bit, right? Like, so yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, make sure that you prepare them and educate them on all the conditions. Yeah. Well, you go through the comps, happens. right? You go through what's the sold, comps, obviously, the, the usual stuff. And then you tell them, look, if there's a lot of offers, it could go over the last sale. Yeah. And how soon was the last sale, right? But my whole thing is this, go in at the number that you're happy with. And if you lose it on that number, you can walk away knowing that you did your best. That's it. Right. Exactly. Go yeah. to that number, right? Yeah. If you win it, you got it. If you didn't, you gave it your best, right? Yeah, definitely. There's a way to to sort of strategize on, you know, or getting your client prepared to understand what their top dollar is for mm-hmm. that specific house. Because their top dollar could be, you it's know. It's all subjective. Well, exactly. Subjective, yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. how comfortable are they willing to pay up to a certain dollar amount, right? And then if they lose, and it's like they lose by, like, five grand, be like, how pissed off are they going to be? <laughs> if you know your buyer's budget, does it mean you have to? max out their budget no my of course if not, you're no. yeah if you're yeah, working for their benefit i'm trying to save the money if yeah, we can absolutely. save right if we can save them you know twenty five thousand thirty thousand i i often tell them hey you know what i i sense i sense blood you know i smell blood <laughs> these guys are kind of desperate <laughs> right and you have to call their bluff sometimes they might have a competing offer that it could be just all smoke and mirrors i it, I feel like it's it's not strong. We're we're the highest yeah. offer. You're right. We have to draw the line, right? Yeah. I've I've actually just 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 for you know just to, uh, I, I guess devil's advocate. I have in a in a multiple offer, uh, signed back lower than my original offer. 
Just, <laughs> just, did just, it work? Just, <laughs> so when they yeah. give you a second round, you go lower. <laughs> you go lower. <laughs> it, it doesn't always work. It doesn't okay, always so work. it didn't disclaimer, work. Okay. Disclaimer, yeah, right. disclaimer, yeah, disclaimer. Okay, we're disclaimer. talking about how to win this is the offers, not how to lose them. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, okay, as an agent, right? There's also. You know, I, like I, I mentioned earlier, was that you got to establish a good report, or I find that I establish a good report with the listing agent actually does help you out. Yep, because in, in, you know, reverse, if you're an agent that is a bit of a, an aggressive agent, or you work with very, who you like, okay, a very so, yeah. rude yeah, agent, you, you like to right? work with who you, you may like. not want to cooperate with, with them like. very well. Like, very yeah, much, right? like the agents that say, Oh, your, yeah. your kitchen is so trash, man, yeah, reduce yeah. 10,000. Yeah, I, that's good for TV shows for entertainment, yeah, but in yeah. the real world, the real it doesn't world, work. Yeah. No, yeah. you work with like, people you can work with. with yeah, we got to remember for. that got, we're working yeah. together to put a deal together, right? Like, we're trying to put a deal right in place, and we have to work, yeah, like we got to be logical and be because, very yeah i mean after you want to the, piss someone off after the accepted offer it's not done yet you still have to do there could be some amendments there could be some visits there could be some things that uh you know you have to fix before closing yeah and you want to work with someone that mm -hmm. is right. approachable is friendly that's right right so that's that's a very good point always be nice 100 percent I mean, we should always be nice. Anyway. We, we, yeah, in general, we should always be nice. But don't don't look at those TV shows and say, "Hey, we should try no, that, to be." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not you're not you know Frederick Eklund <laughs> on your million dollar listing or something. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be so aggressive. It's not about being aggressive. Yeah. You know, to get your client a good deal. Yeah. Like, you just got to work smart and you know communicate. Have good proper very good communication. communication. Yeah. yeah. Even even just answering the phone call and being like yeah. you know getting back to people on time yeah. i think that's yeah. i mean Cur that goes without it's saying courtesy yeah it's courtesy right? but would you want to work with someone that doesn't like keeps ghosting your calls mm -hmm. you know would you choose that yeah. offer over someone else yeah. you know or only replies via text like, <laughs> yeah. that's the worst right some agents they don't even they don't even pick up the phone it's just all all through text it's probably the the younger ones there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you yeah. know what back backtracking a little bit um when we're adjusting our our offer situation but it doesn't have to be uh, reducing the price. Obviously, you're, if you're improving, increasing the price, um, sometimes where we over-improve, just obviously to win, be at the top. Um, another strategy that's not often invoked or used, but uh, it just so happens if you do uh, an inspection um, or... Um, uh, like, let's say if there's a condition for like status certificate yeah. or or there is in fact uh, still a condition to inspect a home. Like I've done this for rural properties. After the home inspection, we do sometimes do a reduction because something was failed. Like fireplaces. Yeah. You find you know, something. Find something, you know, very yeah. uh, not operating. And that, t that strategy also works because you know that if the house is old, there should be some deficiency that you're you have the ability to renegotiate I, that that's fine in a normal market but right now you you yeah. know a home inspection condition is yeah, not going to fly at all well it yeah. depends on the city depends, well, it, it depends right on the now. property yeah. right well, now yeah yeah, yeah. still because yeah. when you're dealing I with like also rural properties um could be could be uxbridge could be uh, sunderland yeah uh, uh, keswick up there they're, they're still taking uh, conditions uh, True, inspection. but if there's a bid war, bid war, yeah, through even yeah. bid war because uh, financing is a it's a big topic up there for sure, uh, and not everyone is still comfortable doing a clean offer, right? and by clean offer meaning like no conditions, no conditions, yeah, it's very popular in Toronto, like condos yeah. within under one point five million, 
But once you're up there above, you know, yeah. two million and or more, people are still treading cautiously. There's so there's another strategy a strategy that you can in, that you can use if you're going into a bid war, um, and home inspection is something that the first time buyers in particular want to do. You can do a walkthrough, right? So Before I have a, the offer, right? We have a I know a home inspector who will offer that service at a very reduced price, and he'll go in as a normal showing with you and your clients. And he'll do a visual inspection. You don't get it a, a report, but he'll do the walkthrough and identify exactly what might be an issue. And then you have that knowledge going into the bid war and, and use that however you want to use that. But it's it's worth the small little investment to get a professional's opinion on what could go wrong with the house. So you could do that as well, right? So we talked about being prepared by having the pre-approval, uh, doing a walkthrough with a home inspector, having the deposit track or the bank draft on hand herewith. Um what other strategies have you guys seen or you've used also? Actually, that that home inspection is is, is good. Um, in York Region, yeah, I think uh, a walkthrough or an inspection before the offer is definitely really good. But right. uh, there's some places like Toronto where they have a pre-inspection already uh, there, already yeah, there. Those right. are good. Those are good. But Never again, trust them. Never trust them. It's 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 a uh, better than nothing type of thing. It, it is, but right? yeah, but you would always do your due diligence and I have mean, if your you have, own, if you have the time. Yeah, for sure, you can bring the home inspector through right. beforehand, right before the actual bid date, right yeah. or the offer date as so, a walkthrough. Yeah, not an actual like full out inspection unless they agree to that, right? But unless the seller agrees to that, but we're just talking about like a quick walkthrough, half an hour showing, so they're there with you and going through it, right? There there are home inspectors who offer that service, right? Yeah, yeah, but not, sure. again, not every listing could give you that opportunity. Right. Um, I, I've seen some listings where they get like, you know, 30, 40 showings a day and they will yeah. not allow of that. Of course not, no, right? sure. Yeah. But in Toronto, uh, it's pretty normal to have a pre, pre-listing yeah. ins- inspection. Um, better than nothing. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Another another thing is too, so if you're buying a condominium or a limited-use freehold, like a free a condo, a condo townhouse or something like that, and there is a status certificate, you can get it reviewed beforehand. For right? sure. Right. Some lawyers will do that. Exactly. Some lawyers do it actually for free. Um, and I know some lawyers, so I was with a client and it was $250 every yeah, single time. Yeah. $250 we went free, through yeah. four reviews, four different status certificates wow, until we won. Damn. But that was, you know, kept on paying $250, $250, $250, $250. Some, like some lawyers would actually make you pay the $250, but then if you actually work with them on the closing, they'll pay you back. They'll right? refund that yeah, $1,000 gotcha. back yeah, to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's another way too, right? Do you do diligence? Yeah. Get the status certificate reviewed by a lawyer. Identify the red flags before going into the bid war and then yeah. use that. The, the good thing yeah. is a lot of listings have the status certificate ordered already, especially yeah. if they know they're doing a bid war. Exactly. Yeah. So that's good. But no, but the, the whole thing is, uh, you know, in a market like this, I, I mean, it's always a good idea to, to consider selling first and then look at your options, right? And then, um, you know, I've seen people who buy first. When, it, when the market was hot. In yeah. today's market? Yeah. Buy first. Well. Buy the, remember remember when, the rates were, when the rates were down yeah, or, or up, sorry, when the rates really went up and people were having t- trouble selling their place, but they had already bought. And now they're panicking because no offers on their house now. And now they have to, well, they they took a loss, right? Like a significant loss. So, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's the safer ways to always buy first, right? The safer way, the more conservative way, see what you're working with in terms of what you got now and then go out there and find the place. You right? mean selling first? Sell. You mean sell first. Sorry, that's what I meant. Sell the house first and then buy later. Yeah. Right? That's the safest way to go. That is the safest right. way, but only if you have a backup plan. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. Well, you got to have a place. You don't want to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Homeless is not Exactly. Cool. So, I mean, if you have family, obviously, 
the worst case I've seen is Airbnb, which is very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. But Airbnb was was that. If you want minimal risk, yes. Selling first. Yes. But then in a, in a market like today, it's easy to sell, but buying a place is pretty difficult. You know, you could lose out. Buying's hard, I know. I understand. Lose out five, six, seven properties, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the market conditions, right? It depends on their place yeah. and depends on what they're looking at. But I'd say in general, if you were to buy and sell in York region and Toronto, sell first. you got to sell. No, you got to buy first because you're not going to get, there's no guarantee. What if you buy something? I'd say selling is easy right now. I guess it, it depends on the product and it depends on the location, right? I think it's still it's low inventory and given the right price. Yeah, exactly. Easier, low inventory. Easier, easier to sell. Yeah. It is. A couple months ago, I would have said the opposite. I would have said to, to buy first. Yeah. Or sorry. I would have <laughs> said first. to sell first. <laughs> but 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 this no, this definitely applies different uh between freehold versus condos. So if you are actually um uh have you have a, a larger condo, um it doesn't have to be in the core of, of downtown. You may want to consider selling first. Yeah, it depends. You look at the comparables and see what's right. what's yeah. sold. Because right. typically condos, especially with larger ones, they're sitting on the market, um, probably twice as long as a freehold. Yeah, I mean the, the the key is if you're going to sell first, what's your backup plan, right? Where are you going to go until you find the place, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you know what the, the backup the, plan. The, the demographics of owning condos that might be their principal resident, right? And typically. They happen to be younger or just a uh, family with no kids. They tend to be able to move back home. They have that option and then they, they would buy. So yeah, that would be the best option. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the also, the other risk is um, if they sell first and then they wait and they can't find anything and the market keeps going up. Yeah. Then, then, then you're, you're screwed. Yeah. Like that's what right. you're saying, right? That I know. Could be a risk that's what you're saying. Buy first. But generally, like speaking, like the safest way is sell well, it first, I, know what you're working with. Hopefully you have a backup. Then go into the market if you haven't missed that. that how, many, how many how many clients have you talked to where they sold their house and then rented for a year, thinking that the market is going to crash? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And then, I've seen then that. after renting it for a year, out. and they never yeah are able to get back into the market. Yeah, that yeah. never works out. Yeah. Or or they, they, not not never, but like no, it gets very harder, difficult. Yeah. For or them they to move get back they move the out east or, or yeah. out north, right? <laughs> and then it's like okay, my plan's a year, and then we'll come back to Toronto. Now so, the prices have gone up, can't get back into Toronto. So it's called pricing out. Yeah, they're pri- they're they are out. priced out. And where they bought far east or north, or it, I mean, the values just haven't held up the way they thought they would. Yeah, because one year turns into two, two turns into five. Then yeah. Well, everyone thought home, during hopeless. COVID, right, they, they didn't ever need to go back into the office. But I'm hearing a lot of people go into the office now, like it's required. Oh, those guys are, yeah, I mean, they're driving up the rental price yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. So, so wait, so actually it's in summary, um, just if you were to have to go to advice, um, what would you guys tell, uh, some of your clients regarding like, bid wars, regarding winning a bid war, Yo, consider, okay. well, consider preemptive bully offers. They work hundred percent. Right. They work. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, that's for sure. But also I would, okay. For, for me, I always try to gather as much information as possible from the listing agent on the seller, right? Understanding their situation, why they're, why they're selling. You know, just trying to gather more, more 
I guess, information so that we can make a decision on how we want to be able to pr proceed. Then, you know, prepare them on, okay, here's market prices. Here's the comparative market analysis of all the different homes available, mm. right? And, you know, here's, depending on how many offers, you know, the prices could, you know, reach certain points. But, you know, also prepare them on, like, well, what if what if it did sell? Like, you're, if you're saying this is your top dollar and it sold for $5,000 more, are you okay with that? Like, kind of preparing them on potentially losing or getting to that actual like end goal for sure like preparing like aside and 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 uh, coaching aside in in terms of actionable item what like when it comes down to it what do you do you, what do you tell your buyers do you do you put in an offer early do you put it offer on the day of do you lowball do you high like you know strong offer like what are the two i say early offer you like the bullies, a, eh? I do like the Kenny bullies. Kenny likes the bullies. Because, uh, yeah, he likes the bullies. You, you could eliminate further competition. I mean, it's not 100%, mm -hmm. but you know, if you let uh, the property sit on the market for an open house for a weekend and a couple extra days, sure. you're opening itself up to potentially more buyers. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, or, or are potentially a really good quality buyer down the road at the open house. You just or, never know. Uh, you just, you it's, never a, know. it's a roll the dice. Roll but the if dice, they're, right? if they're, if your buyers are comfortable with the price and they're ready for a clean offer, why not just right. do it early? If that's why what they wait? Expected, there's no, yeah, I wouldn't say there's a benefit of waiting. I got if, but that's, that's uh, assuming Cut the competition that, off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's assuming that the sellers are okay with the bully offer. Some of them don't. Some of them right. say, I don't want to look at anything until this day. That's fine. There's nothing you could do. Mm hmm. But let's just say if you do a bully offer and it doesn't get accepted, well, you go back on the offer date. It's fine. I I don't yeah. think there's any. You, you know what? Sometimes, well, some, sometimes even if they say no, it's it's often just good to just test the water. Just yeah. say they say they say no, but I'm producing it anyways. And you know what? The listing agent is required to still present it. That's that's actually a fact. Right. Well, he's requ they're, re they're required to disclose that there is a bully preemptive offer right. to all the agents who have shown interest or shown the property. Yeah. And then you're right. Yeah. So, they, so y y yeah, yeah, they may turn it down eventually. Like, mm. But half the time, uh, being in this industry for you know over 20 years, these are strategies implemented by the listing agent, right? To say, right. no, we don't want any offers. But if, the, if it does come in, hey, you still have to present it. And if it's strong enough, some sellers... Uh, behind the scenes, I know for a fact they're pretty laid back. They don't care about the rule. If it, if the offer comes in pretty good, they'll take it. Yeah. They don't want. You to just have, never know. You just never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. They don't want to have the hassle right. of showing uh, a low, like a, a, a falsely priced home. If it's like if the home is worth one point two, one point three, and you price it at nine nine nine, that we call it nine 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 special. <laughs> Hold back for offers. Um, <laughs> If we actually have that, and they're they're going through hundreds of showings, you know how stressful that is for for the seller and in maintaining a nicely staged home, especially that, if they have kids. You know, they, oh, they oh, just oh, want to yeah. sell, it's hard. It get back hard. into the house, and just yeah. live life, right? Yeah. So totally get. Yeah, but well. if you're gonna bully, you better bully it. Yeah. Yeah. The seller's expectations. If you're gonna bully it, it better be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't, waste don't waste time. time. Don't waste time. You know. Yeah. But here, here's the thing, though. Let's go look on the reverse end because sometimes the listing agent. I mean, we gave an example in the last pod, right? Where, I uh, mean, I've, I've submitted a bully offer, and it was actually a really good offer. Um, however, the listing agent was like, "No, my my seller wants this this dollar." She told right. you right there. Or yeah, he, it, so doesn't, he, it doesn't yeah. always work. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, had to, I, right. had to, I had tried to sell it to her and like, look, you know what? Like, look at the market conditions. It's changed. Blah, blah, blah. This this is right. a very very good offer. You should really tell your seller. Totally. And 
you know what ended up happening was they ended up selling her for a much lesser amount. Than, no way. Well, because it was so, yeah, so random. Like, so yeah, they went they to the bid war much, uh, date yeah. and then no, like well, bid war date. I didn't even put the offer in because my clients have already decided that you know what we did a little bit more research. Yeah. You know, we we brought in a feng shui person in there and they said, okay, well, this is not going to be the right. This is not the right house for you, right? And oh, they're like, wow. okay, well. Okay, well, that's we don't have to go in then, right? Like we'll we'll forget about it. The most bizarre thing was we found out after the fact. Our it was you know yeah you're the winning it. yeah we're, you're we're the, the winning we're, we're the benefactors <laughs> of that of that transaction. <laughs> it was just totally random. Like we, we didn't find out, and then we're like, oh, we found out after the fact. You were in it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another thing is if you were to submit a bully offer, make sure that it's a short, irrevocable. You don't want to give too much time to, to potentially make, yeah. have other offers come in. Exactly. I mean, in, in general, right now, even if you do submit a bully, you will get multiples anyways. Yeah. It'll trigger people, you know, submitting. But uh, try, if your offer is really strong, try to make it as short as yeah. possible. Yeah, I think it, the, the rule is that it has to be within a reasonable amount of time for you to tell everyone that there is a bully and for your sellers to respond, right? Can't be like, 15 minutes can be that now or half an hour like no right but hey let's be let's be honest have have you have anyone like it doesn't have to be a multiple offer situation but have you give ever uh given an irrevocable that's too long maybe overnight and yes. a multiple offer coming yes and it happens and a lot yeah <clears throat> it happens a lot but yeah. yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't do overnight unless you do like a couple of hours, right? You, you well, know. I mean, the listing agent sometimes says, "You know what? Uh, my client's working. It's there's a, it's late. You know, they're they're sleeping. They got to wake up early. Blah blah." And then they're trying to like you know in between that time they're always trying stall to, like, and buy time. Oh, they're right? shopping like, oh, for sure. Shopping around. Yeah. Shopping around. Yeah. You're, you're that's, that's your thing, job right? is to get as many offers. So as you, can. you know you got to read the situation. Obviously, you know, um, and understand what's happening. And yeah, like well, no, like ten o'clock is ten o'clock. Like, yeah, I'm sometimes not, they're firm on it. Yeah, yeah. But if you can put short, do it. Yeah, of course. I sometimes just ignore those instructions. You got to work for your buyer's best interest. Of course. Whether it be a lease or a purchase, just keep it at a reasonable time and keep it on the same day rather than having it a couple days and yeah, having yeah. them shop around. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, it so looks like we yeah. covered pretty a lot of topics. So, okay. So if you're in, if you want to win a house, submit a bully <laughs> offer, bring your bank draft. Yeah. Do, do a pre-inspection. If you can do a pre-inspection. Uh, oh, or write a letter. Write a, write a letter. Write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> make, make a cake, make some cookies. <laughs> what you got. <laughs> Compliment their room or paint yeah. color or furniture. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make sure the make agent sure you, makes a good rapport sure, yeah. with the other listing agent. Right. That's and right. be really right. prepared. So be prepared so that you don't have the, the conditions. Well, if you that have, goes well, without saying, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Right. Um, also bring, um, what was the other one we were talking about? Pre-inspection report, obviously, if you can do a walkthrough, uh, have the pre-approval from the bank. If you have to include a condition of financing in there, at least have that Schedule A or even a mortgage broker have a commitment or mortgage pre-approval ready on hand. Uh, we talked about the bank draft. Um, Make sure your buying, buying agent is nice, approachable, and can yeah. crack some jokes and to lighten the tension. So yeah. that definitely helps, you know. And also, know your limit. Know when to walk away. That's important. Very important. Awesome. There we go. Right, guys. Awesome. We're done, man. Boom. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.